Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer, on News Talk STL. Watch us on our live stream using Rumble, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, it looks like you like to get up early, so Monday through Friday, listen to me from 530 to 9. Mike Ferguson here, and you are listening to The Randy Tobler Show right here on News Talk STL. Yeah, I love getting up with Mike uh, and uh, listen to he and Gabe, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Now that I'm doing a morning show, I have to catch them during my breaks. Doing a morning show in another area out in mid-Missouri, so, but uh, it's great, great stuff. There's so many ways to connect with us can connect with us on the app. It's a great app. It really is uh, on the web at newstalkstl.com. Of course, on the good old radio, that always works. Alexa, I don't do Alexa. I don't know. I don't. Jerome, you do Alexa? I don't really want people. I don't I don't want to. I think they know enough about me. I don't want them knowing everything I say and whisper and everything else. Yeah, I don't trust it at all. Uh, I don't even use Amazon Prime, to be honest. I try to stay away from all of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, well, I, unfortunately, I do that. I probably shouldn't. Once in a while, you're, the Siri on my phone, I'm, I'm just having a conversation with someone, and I get this voice. How can I help you? Or whatever Siri says. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't ask for you, Siri. And it's very odd. Maybe I need to turn Siri off. Uh, they, you know, they are listening. There's no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's funny how they... Uh, they supply, uh, I'm wondering if they're supplying smartphones that can be tracked to people coming across the border. Yeah, I mean, they're getting phones, aren't they? Are they just the regular burners? Are they just flip phones or what? Do you know what? Obama, are they like Obama phones? I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see. But that would be a great plan if they could supply them with phones that could be tracked. And that way, when they didn't show up for their hearing. Oh, oh wait, forgive me. The hearing doesn't happen until 2030 in some cases. I mean, really? Speaker Johnson had something to say on the border disaster. I saw I saw a video clip last night. It was a fresh video clip. It wasn't B-roll of of I mean, b- both lanes of some, you know, it looked like a state road down in Texas uh, occupied by uh or in Mexico, I'm sorry, some kind of a state road coming up towards the border. I mean, I'm talking about the, 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 there were probably, what, 10, 12 people wide as far as the eye could see. Uh, literally a horde coming up to the border. And those people are just going to cross willy nilly. They're going to get passage. They're going to get all kinds of care, medical care, social welfare care. Meanwhile, we're paying the bills. And people are getting injured. Cops getting beat up in New York City. Well, you know, there's uh, there's uh, different reports. I mean, uh, Senator Langford is getting all kinds of heat from others, uh, rightfully. Uh, you know, people on the right that are saying, "Wait a minute, you can't you can't tell Joe Biden that with this legislation, he he has a threshold of five thousand a day on average, or eight thousand in one day." that then he can shut it down. I mean, that's, but Lankford last week on the Talking Heads show said, no, 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 that's not true. They don't know what we're talking about behind. I don't know. Why don't they have open negotiations? Just have, they should do these negotiations in open. What is all this behind the scenes stuff? Just just have a C-SPAN meeting, have Schumer and McConnell and uh, Josh Hawley who was tough on the border. Uh, Ted Cruz, uh, have them there. Uh, Lindsey Graham and, uh, you know, a couple other Dems and and some House members have them all sit there in a big round table and, and hash it out. Let's hear how they really feel. No, they won't do that. That's too that's too transparent. Here's what Speaker Johnson is drawing the line about on the border. Listen, 
In 2013, the Obama administration, listen to this, the Obama administration detained 82% of illegal aliens. How do we go from detaining 82% to releasing 85%? It only happens if this is by design. It only happens if it's an orchestrated, intentional effort by the administration to do exactly that. It is. And how cynical, how just in your face. Talk about the, look, you everyone i don't know jerome did you see this after these guys these illegals beat up that wrestled the cop in new york city and then they got released because the prosecutor up there says we have to be absolutely sure absolutely sure isn't that isn't that bizarre absolutely sure that these are in fact the guys that did the crime before we throw the book at them because we got to make sure we get a solid prosecution where was that guy Back in 2015, 16, and 17, when the FBI was going after Donald Trump about golden showers, remember, about the prostitutes in, in the Russia? Where was he about the Russian dust? Where was that kind of prosecutorial rigor when it came to Donald Trump? No, no, no. No, we, we use prosecutorial rigor and we give them the benefit of the doubt when it's some low-life scum illegal immigrant who gives Americans the finger after beating up cops. How would they even, you want to be 100% certain, but these people don't have identification. They're not here legally. Like, what documentation are you going to use to prove that it's them then? Is that just an excuse not to have to prosecute them and hold them accountable? Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, What? where's your reference point? Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I... <laughs> These are these are the kind of people that probably are being, quote, persecuted for the right reasons in their own countries. Probably their their local law officials are, quote, persecuting them and prosecuting. That's why they're running. And so they're going to use our asylum laws. Oh, I'm persecuted. I'm persecuted. No, well, you're a thug. <laughs> oh, my God. I sometimes you need to pinch yourself. I mean, if Rod Serling were alive, the creator of Twilight Zone, He'd have enough real fodder for the absurd, you know, science fiction that he created on his show. And then, of course, now they're taking the impeachment articles to uh, to Mayorkas, which they need to. I mean, Mayorkas needs to be impeached. This is a treasonous act. When you when you willfully ignore the the will of the of the people, which is clearly and the and the and the letter of the law, which is keep people the heck out of our borders off of our borders they don't get a right to they don't get a right to step foot in america and then say oh asylum the the immigration lawyers many of whom sadly um, immigration lawyers i think who tell people on the other side of the border what to say and exactly how to get through the, the loophole of the law those people need to be scrutinized carefully is that are they breaking some law by aiding and abetting uh, uh you know, criminality. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. We have a caller on the line. Apparently this caller identifies as female because I'm Jerome is telling me she didn't give her name. What's your name? Are you wanting to identify by name or gender or something else? It's my name's Sally. Oh, Sally. Well, thank you for calling Sally. What's on your mind? I've called before. It's been a long time. Um, you were, I just, tuned in and you were talking about the um, like mass illegal alien invasion and I think that's what we got to start calling it. If we keep using their quote migration words, it softens it. I uh, recently saw on 
Tucker's network, an interview with Brett Weinstein, and I encourage anybody to go listen to it. It was like an hour in depth interview. It'll scare the pants off of you about the camps at the Darien Pass in Panama. And there's one yeah. separate camp that's Chinese only, and all mm. military age males. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they well, Sally. Are the, uh, they're invading Sally. us from the inside out. I mean, Sally, did you see that? Sally, did you see the video clip? It was a it was an amateur journalist who th- this guy comes across and he, he looks Middle Eastern, arguably, and he's a really tall, skinny guy, and and yeah. they ask who, yeah. who are you, and, and he says, uh, "You don't know who I am. You'll know soon who I am, or something like that. You'll find out." Hold, and then there's been connections, allegations that he actually is a known terrorist i mean he's I, I don't know or maybe he looks like a known terrorist i'm not sure that it's actually been confirmed but you know we know that we know I, you're right there these people are leaking into our country and you know that it's they're going to be able to set something and up yeah and yeah. Uh, brett was saying when he came back to the states that when he went through customs with his hat on and his sunglasses they were able to identify him and tell him he didn't need to scan his passport but yet all these people are just walking across the border and like i said yeah. he said a, a large camp of and think about it the chinese have way too many men now not enough women the easy way to dispose of them is send them all over here like I said, to invade us from within. And people need to wake up and realize, you know, this is serious and it's happening. Yeah, sadly. Thank you very much for the call, Sally. Really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, you, you have know, a good day, Randy. Hey, you too. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I, uh, I, I fear every day I go to bed every evening just praying and, and in fear that, um, we're going to wake up to another 9-11 or something like it. And it will be from people within that got here illegally. I just, I, I, I it's, it's, it's not a matter of if it's when I, I fear, I, I hope not. I hope that the FBI is better connected station to station and that within, you know, between CIA and FBI, that's the whole reason DHS was formed was to try to create a better, more efficient, rapid and, and, and timely and preventative uh, interaction between various agencies and stations and members within those agencies. I think it was a, it was a valid and, and noble effort. I just don't know whether it's going to work. Maybe it has worked. Maybe that's why we haven't seen another nine 11 here. Maybe, maybe that's why you'd like to think that there could be some trust restored in agencies like DHS. But when you got a, when you got a jackal and I'm going to use that word, Mayorkas is, is a jackal the way he behaves. He condescendingly sits there and looks senators and representatives in the eye and says that the border's secure? Hello? That's why there are articles of impeachment now that will be hopefully voted on this coming week. We have something from Representative Green, who uh, is on that committee. Uh, You got that clip? Let's play it. Today is a grave day. We have not approached this day or this process lightly. Secretary Mayorkas's actions have forced our hand. We cannot allow this border crisis to continue. We cannot allow fentanyl to flood across our border, our criminals to waltz in undeterred. And we cannot allow a cabinet secretary with no regard for the separation of powers or the rule of law to remain in office. 
That is why today we present this committee with the articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah. And how embarrassing for Mayorkas. I mean, could you imagine? Well, I guess I guess we all sort of live in our own echo chambers and preach to our own choirs and hang out with our our own flock of like minded birds. But I mean, when you see the likes of Christy Nome of South Dakota, whose name has been floated for vice president, that's on clip eight, Jerome. When you hear her describe how easy it is as Governor Abbott is displaying day by day, they have invented a way, apparently, I mean, not invented, they're, they're common sense. They're building their own wall of sorts. And at least in Eagle Pass, I understand things at Eagle Pass have tempered down because of the barrier that Abbott's put up and maybe going now, you know, if, if you plug one leak, the water finds another place to leak. But um, it's how embarrassing for Mayorkas when simple, purposeful, intentional directives and initiatives at keeping people out of our country, period. <laughs> you want to claim asylum? Do it in Mexico. You want to claim asylum? Do it at the embassy down in Venezuela, Honduras, wherever you're coming from. You don't walk across the Rio Grande and then claim asylum. That's what you don't do. Donald Trump did that. Here's what Christy Nome says about measures put in place. Into the Texas National Guard when I was down there on Friday, they said the reason that the federal government took them to court was because the razor wire they were putting up was actually working. They had put it up on top of shipping containers on a panel in a different method that actually kept even the able-bodied military-aged men unable to climb it and cross over it. So you could see everywhere they had installed this new way of of putting this barrier in place, it worked. And that's when the federal government decided to take them to court and sue them to have to take it down. So that's what's incredible to me. We have a president that's not just ignoring federal law, he's knowingly violating federal law and and helping and facilitating this invasion. I did a joint. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, think about it. If Christy Nome were the vice president, in the same chair as Kamala Harris is now under a different administration. And if she was in charge of the border, huh, think we'd have a little different outcome. Uh, Mayor Adams in New York, you think you might be not having to spend, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, Brandon Johnson in Chicago, heads up. That would be a border czar who would actually take care of the matter. Uh, Mayor of Denver, uh, things might be a bit different for you, buddy. Instead, you continue to drink the Kool-Aid. It's very blue Kool-Aid. It's blueberry Kool-Aid. <laughs> very blue. They drink the Kool-Aid. I guess because if they don't drink the Kool-Aid, they won't get funding from the DNC or whatever, you know, Democrat packet is. How self-serving, how selfish, how just cynical it all is, right? I mean, it's that's why that's why many people say politics, schmolitics. I'm done. A lot of people check out. They just start listening to, to old, you know, 80s podcast, you know, aggregations. Right? Mm -hmm. They're done. One of the things I was thinking about with all this, too, though, is aren't we supposed to be a very evil, racist country? Like, why do all, everybody else from all these other countries want to come here if, like, the Democrats say we're all just a bunch of racist, evil people? Wow, how, th that's right. I mean, if we hate brown people, right, and people are other than white, Aryan, you know, uh, Bible-thumping, gun-toting men and women, why, uh, why in the world would you want to come to such a hateful, racist country? And that brings up something we've talked about before. If you ever go to D.C., 
Take a shuttle. 99 times out of 100. Take an Uber, take a whatever shuttle from the airport. If you fly into Reagan, we've done it several times. And you'll get someone, often Ethiopians, a lot of big Ethiopian community there, sometimes other, you know, certainly immigrant communities. You ask them about their thoughts about America. They're legal citizens. You ask them about that extra job they're working. They're a microbiologist by day. They're working in some, uh, you know, uh, technical capacity by day, maybe a, a manufacturing capacity, driving an Uber at night. You know why? Because they're putting their son or their daughter through school. And, and you know, these are people of color uh, basking in the glow of America's greatness and prosperity, which was built on a meritocracy which recognized its past sins and corrected them. And so for the haters of America, you know what? I'm serious about this. It's about time we bring back the old, and I don't think it's worn enough mantra, love this country and its virtues and its values or leave it. You go, go change those countries. Don't send, Kamala Harris, don't send my money to Colombia. Don't send my money to Venezuela. You're not going to change these people. You you go down there and live their life. You, you love them so much. You go down there and you hate this country so much. Get out of here. You're fired. We'll be back in a minute. Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer on News Talk STL. Watch us on our live stream using Rumble, Facebook, and Twitter. This is News Talk STL. 728, coming up at 745, Virginia Cruta will join us in her usual weekly visit with us. I'm sure she'll have a lot to say about social media, the goings-on in uh, in the Middle East. We don't see anything new materializing in the retaliation for those the drone attack that wounded dozens of Americans and killed three of our service members. They came home yesterday. Thankfully, Joe didn't look at his watch. That was a victory for, for Joe. Ugh. What an embarrassment this guy is. At uh, 8.05, we talk with Rob Carter. Check in with him. You hear him every night here from 8 to 10 on uh, News Talk STL. And then Dakota Wood from Heritage. To sum up what we know, where we've been, where he thinks we might be going in that effort to uh, retaliate. And yeah, you'd hope deter once and for all, or at least once and for a while. The Iranians and their proxies, we'll see what Dakota thinks about that at 825. Rick joins us now. Oh, Rick, how you doing, Rick? <laughs> well, still getting older, so I figured that's got to be a good sign. <clears throat> Well, at, le- at least you're at least you're over the hill and not under it, right? That's what I, that's my motto. Better to be over the hill than under it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm following you following you on up over that hill. Next, I remember you said <laughs> you were like a lustrum or a heptad or something older than me. So I figured no problem. Oh, no, it's no, all, no. You, they say you ain't too old till there's no one older than you. Then you might be too there you too go. old. Simple as that. There you go. So anyway, what, do you think, what do you think about what's going on over there? Tell me what's going on over in the Middle East. Your take on it, the strikes, uh, the strikes against the uh, the alleged perpetrators, um, and where what should have been done and what should be done next. <laughs> well, considering I might have spent more years over there than uh, most of your buddies, uh, I say we should have never shut down uh, Bagram. That was one of the dumbest 
things we ever did because Bagram was the most secure base camp possibly and a great uh, a great uh, base camp for us to have to uh, observe what's going on and to be able to take action much easier and much better from there. But as far as what the Iranians and the others are doing, well, we actually helped help them out with some of the technology. They never had no such thing as a drone until Osama Obama uh, was able to get some of that uh, to them, that information, that technology, whatever. And uh, I kind of think as as bad an enemies as some of them are over there that uh, we may have some even worse with the Democrat Party, but uh, that's uh, uh, as if some if nobody knows that already. Um, yeah. and, Rick, uh, Rick, also, are you, you were are you talking concerned? earlier, and you were asking. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, well, are you ever, concerned I, that? I, are a, you? Uh, well, Rick, Rick, let me ask you this: Are you concerned that sure. Joe Biden, through his telegraphing, first in Afghanistan, the exact day, time, minute, and way we were going to withdraw, and now again in the Middle East? has absolutely threatened any future real deterrence that might come from this administration. Well, we definitely got less deterrence than we did before under our main man that uh, actually did win the 2020 election. And uh, it could be a rough year as far as our dealings with them over there. But I'm trying to see about doing a little research on that when I get time. And uh, you were asking about uh, some stuff with that uh, Facebook, that uh, sucker bird that was talking with the senators in that on the, in the hearing, and uh, the folks that uh, had problems from them when their children got on it. Well, they got to also look at it that anything that has to do with liberalism is actually too dangerous for children to be actually uh, involved with, whether it's an F book or whatever. And it's up to mom and Paul to try to protect their children from any of that, you know, F book, goggle, Google, whatever they want to call it, any of that type of garbage. I don't use none of it. And uh, anybody who doesn't like liberalism, you know, should stay away from it, plain and simple and protect their children from it also. Because uh, I ain't yeah. sticking up for yeah. uh, that sucker bird or any of them others either. But still, <clears throat> we got to do what we can on our side also besides uh, having to try to do something about them. Uh, All right, Rick. Well, that's good. Anyway. Sage words. Sage words for the parents listening out there. Maybe just don't even open that. And thank you for the call, Rick. Always great to talk with you. Um, it, it's, it's always, you know, maybe that's okay. the answer, Jerome. Just don't even... Uh, just don't even, you know, open up that Pandora's box. Don't even open up that Pandora's box by giving them a, uh, by giving them the the phone at all. The problem is then you run into where the kids become combative and warriors against their parents. You know, it, it's it's a it's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, headwind that parents are against. And do you know what the liberals' paradise is? Mm, Washington D.C. at this point. Well, do you remember you you remember the old sheriff from nineteen fifties that uh, Joe Arpaio? He 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 said it. Liberals Paradise 
would be the place where everybody has guaranteed employment, free comprehensive health care, free education, free fruit, free housing, free clothing, and a place that would be good for the Clintons the and the rest of their knuckleheads. Yeah, and he said the place already exists. It's called prison. <laughs> okay, that's a good good last word for Rick this week. Thanks very much for the call, Rick. Appreciate it. All right, good words. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I don't know, though, that the liberals don't recognize prison as a valuable contribution to uh, the fabric of, of America anymore. I mean, it's just I, I don't think they recognize that anyone should should belong in prison. Right. I mean, just let them all out the way. I mean, the way they act. And if they end up in prison, let them out earlier. Especially with the most heinous hardened criminals. We see time after time after time. We hear about the murders. Rare, I, I don't recall murders being i mean yes the high profile often ultra wealthy bizarre you know the murdaw murder out in uh, south carolina okay but but for the most part the vast majority of murder and violent crime cases you hear that's not the first that's not the first violent incident that that person has had that's not the first time that someone has has uh, you know done anything outside the law i'm not talking about a speeding ticket I'm not talking about being caught with with a joint. Well, that's now that's now legal. I, I'm talking about you know they they've had a track record. You could that the trajectory of their lives was leading in this direction, and there's something wrong with not cutting this behavior off at the pass. It doesn't make a sense. It just doesn't make sense. Um, I just I just don't get it. Larry's up now. Larry wants to join in, in the in the program. How you doing, Larry? Welcome to the Randy Tobler Show. Oh, good morning, Dr. Tobler. Happy Saturday. Yeah, same to you. What, what What's on your mind, Larry? Oh, well, it's always great to talk with you, Saturday, and, and I'm always happy to discuss energy with you. Oh, it's Larry Barron's. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were taking calls here, and I'm like, okay, now it's this Larry. I'm sorry. We were, we were having rapid file, fire calls, Larry. My apologies. We were. I was I was into caller mode. You know how that goes. Okay. Larry Barron's joins us now. Hey, Larry, real quickly, I, I know we don't have much time in this segment anymore, and I'm sorry we missed you earlier. Um, the disparity between reports that – Oil production is at its highest in the in the country, uh, domestic oil production. And, you know, how that squares with the issue that Republicans have made in this election cycle that, hey, Joe shut it all down and the price at the pumps. Look at that. That's all Joe's fault. Well, we're we're producing record energy, yet the prices are up. How do we explain it all? Yeah, it's, it's well, first of all, it's a testament to the American energy worker that they are able, even under these conditions, to get that type of production in the United States. But there are facts that Joe Biden just cannot hide from. He can't hide from the fact that he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He can't hide from the fact that he is taking land off the table for production. And so when he has the fewest acres available for production since Harry Truman, then you have to ask yourself, well, American energy workers are able to get record production off the least amount of land in 60, 70 years. What would happen if Joe Biden got out of the way? What would we be able to do? And as we see gas prices creep up right now, we could just think of the fact that it could be so much better. But Joe Biden wants credit for 
making things not as bad as he made them just a few years ago. That's the type of dynamic he wants us to believe. Uh, when he says record production, we need to say it could be so much better if you would just get out of the way. We're talking with Larry Barons. You hear Larry here, of course, every Saturday evening from 4 to 5 uh, on Power Punch. Great, great show. And, Larry, I am going to be listening this evening, hopefully, after we finally put away all of the Christmas junk. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> so I will... What, what's on it for today when you come on? You know, we, we're going to be talking a lot about, there was a, some things that happened this week, a couple really notable things. First of all, John Kerry, for the first time in a long time, no longer has a government job. But the guy that's replacing him is named John Podesta, and he was Bill Clinton's former chief of staff and has a really interesting history in the green agenda world. And so things are probably not going to get better. And then also there's mm-hmm. been studies this week that Martha's Vineyard is now a low-income community all because of electric vehicles. And we'll explain <laughs> how Joe Biden thinks that makes sense. You know, if, if I think of the whole energy, um, the whole energy situation and the back and forth between the us knuckle draggers who value, you know, fossil fuels and those who, uh, who think that EVs are the future, I think it's like the empire. Uh, well, no, we're the Jedi, right? We're the return of the Jedi now because we've really seen a retraction from EVs. Uh, Hertz sold off, what, 30,000 of their EV cars or they're in the process of it. Ford is, uh, they shut down a, a, a truck, an F-150 EV plant. Um, I, is that just a, is that just a pause while the technology goes forward or are they saying, hey, enough, we're done with this? Where do you think we are in that continuum? Yeah, that's. I think the EV bubble has burst. I think if EVs were the future, we've sent so much money at them and so much time now that that we would all have one. We didn't need to be told that the iPhone was the future. Within two years, it was the dominant device that most of us had in our pockets. But here's something fun that you know listeners can do as they watch the Super Bowl, which I know they're going to do uh, anyway. Every year, nearly every year since 2015, there's been an EV commercial in the Super Bowl. Here's the new EV. Here's the new EV. And last year we took a look at all the EV commercials that had been on the air. And we found that I think nearly everyone, if not every one of those EVs that they advertised during the Super Bowl, either never made it to market or was a colossal failure once it did. Most of it Mm. discontinued. Some have never made it. And yet they're going to have this ad that makes you think, once again, here's the future. Here it is at the door. It's like, well, no, we've seen, I mean, we're supposed to have an electric Hummer by now, are we not? I haven't seen it. That was in the Super Bowl last year. We were supposed to have a, a, a small BMW i3. Well, they discontinued it in 2021. But yet, if you watch the Super Bowl, it was going to be just around the corner. And so even with all this massive money, it's uh, I think the EV bubble has burst. But Joe Biden's going to keep throwing billions of our dollars at it to try to keep it on life support. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, look, the Super Bowl's already shown us that they don't have the right uh, judgment when it comes to things other than the football game. After all, Usher's going to be the halftime entertainment and not Taylor <laughs> Swift. What are they thinking? <laughs> Final question for you. And I, I, I was talking with someone uh, the other day who seems to be fairly knowledgeable, and they, we had a very nice discussion. Actually, he was in the locker room after I'd had a swim, and I think the guy was working out, and he recognized my voice and said, oh, you're on the air, and we got talking. And he says, you know, I'm on the other side of the fence. But I said, well, yeah, we got talking energy, which is a dangerous thing because I don't I wish I knew as much as Larry Barron's when I got into these discussions. But he says, you know, you guys rail on about the Keystone XL pipeline. Do you know that that pipeline was meant, he told me, was meant to 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 divert oil? Uh, That was basically an export 
an oil for export pipeline. At least that's the way my that's the way I processed what was a longer discussion about the XL Keystone XL pipeline. True or false? Uh, He's true, but not in the way he thinks. It was made to export oil sand or oil product from Canada to the United States for processing. So, yeah, if you're Canadian, it was made to export. If you're part of the United States, it was made to increase supply. And so when the response I would have to that is also look at just a few years when people forget and we need to remember when the colonial pipeline was taken over by hackers, that was a single pipeline on the East Coast. But look what it did to a place like Virginia. I mean, there were lines for gasoline because a pipeline being disrupted, even just one for a few days, caused near chaos. And so when you look at the infrastructure, when it gets taken offline, it can affect millions in a heartbeat. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, no, he implied that this was for oil that after processing would ultimately go overseas into the global market. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I See, that's the thing. You don't know what to believe anymore, but we know we can believe what Larry says. And you can hear more of that on Power Punch from 4 to 5 every Saturday here on Newstalk STL. Larry, thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Sorry I was late. Always great to talk with you. Oh, no, great to, great to be with you. Uh, all right, so when we come back, we'll talk with Virginia Cruda. Talk with her about borders, energy, social media. What else you want to talk with her about? Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. I want to talk with Virginia about whether she buys into Vivek Ramaswamy. That We're going to talk about that with her. Is Vivek out of his mind claiming there's a conspiracy between the NFL and all that? You got to be kidding me. Okay, we'll see. Virginia Cruda joins us right after this. Rob Carter at 810, 805. And then... Dakota Wood to talk about Middle East matters and retaliation, 825. Lots coming up on the program. Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer on Newstalk STL. Watch us on our live stream using Rumble, Facebook, and Twitter. This is Newstalk STL. Welcome back to the program. Glad you're with us. I'm really glad Virginia's here because I'm confused about things and she always helps straighten it out here with a with a perspective that no one else brings. And that's why she writes at the Daily Wire and is on News Talk STL. Um, Virginia, um, are you confused about the timing and the manner and the telegraphing of the response overseas? I know you have served no. in the military, so no, what do you think? No, I'm not I'm not confused about it at all. This is this is an administration who has made it clear that they are always going to telegraph to the enemy what we're doing. They're gonna tell them exactly what they were gonna withdraw withdraw from Afghanistan so that the Taliban can be ready to come in and take over. They're gonna tell you know, uh, the uh, Iranians, exactly when we're going to strike back at them, at their proxies, so that they can remove leadership from the position. You know, this is not new. This is is an administration that is more talk than action. And it only, it's only fitting for the talk to come first and and, and to essentially take the air out of the action. You know, uh, when we were dealing with similar situations with President Trump, we found out afterward that he dropped the, the mother of all bombs. Remember, we found out afterward no. that he had t- that he had um, 
ordered a strike on that that killed Soleimani. You know, we found out afterward, and this is okay. You know, you get Congress complaining. Well, he's not allowed to do that without our permission. Yes, he is. He is allowed to strike back to take precision. Now he cannot declare war and fund it without congressional permission, but he can take specific actions to defend and protect American interests or to retaliate against strikes that killed Americans. He can do that and he can do it without telling Congress and he can do it without telling the American people. And the thing is he should, because if he does tell the Congress or the American people, then the enemy finds out what he's doing and can mitigate the the resp- like the the uh, impact. Yeah. It can blunt the impact of any action Biden does take, which is what you saw this weekend. You know, he 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 makes the strike and he makes a big deal about the strike, but if the goal is to actually cripple the Iranian proxies. You don't do that if you give them a warning and let them get their leadership out of the area first. Or even some well, of the weapons that we're trying to target. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, when you give them a week, a better part of a week, warning them that yeah. I have a plan, I have a plan. Well, Meanwhile, he left I, our American troops exactly where they were, yeah, which is apparently yeah. vulnerable to attack. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. We're. I, I think. Uh, I think many people are scratching their heads and, and analyzing it uh, in in a similar way. And and like you say, he's done it in the past, so it's no surprise. Okay. Now we. I want to move to this Taylor Swift thing. And and it's not as much about Taylor and Travis as it is. I, I, look, Vivek Ramaswamy at times seems like a promising, serious candidate. For future office, because he's out of the race this cycle. But then he comes up with this theory that here it is. I'm reading the tweet. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple. I mean, I mean, there's two ways to look at this thing. One is that this is just a, a, a man and a woman who are sort of, you know, publicly living the American romantic story. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's the tinfoil hat theory, which a lot of MAGA side of the aisle have adopted. What, what, how, do you, how do you analyze this? Well, I would say this. Taylor Swift is going to endorse Biden anyway. So is it some grand conspiracy? No. She, she endorsed Biden in 2020, and it wasn't a grand conspiracy then. And she endorsed, like, she, I, I re- I got to laugh at this because the Lincoln Project is going on and on about how, you know, Marsha Blackburn, the Tennessee senator, is afraid of Taylor Swift. Like, okay, so so remind me, Taylor Swift very publicly endorsed Marsha Blackburn's opponent in 2018. Remind me again, which one of them is senator? I think it's Marsha Blackburn. I don't think she's afraid of Taylor Swift, you know, and and not only did she win after the Taylor Swift endorsement of her opponent, she won by 10 points. So, like, come on, guys. So now now will Travis Kelsey endorse Biden? I don't know, maybe, but he certainly endorsed the vaccine. And that kind of gives you an idea where he might stand. 
So, or he's going to back Taylor. But here's here's what I have to say about Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey and whatever else is going on. Look, I don't care what Taylor Swift does. I I don't I don't I think yeah. if she has a, a a healthy relationship with Travis Kelsey, please let them get married. Let them have kids. Like uh, Ben Shapiro said, let's have the Taylor Swift baby boom because suddenly the Gen Zs are thinking marriage is cool again. Like, <laughs> let's do that. That's fine with me. But stop making me care what Taylor Swift does because I don't. Yeah. Like, I, well, I you don't, know, it's, it's, and that's, it's my inter- problem is not with her and Travis Kelsey. It's with the cult following that demands that I care what she does. <laughs> you know, a, a colleague, a to. colleague of yours at, at the Daily Wire, and I only have a minute and a half here. Um, colleague of yours at the Daily Wire, Andrew Clavin, yesterday on his podcast mm-hmm. said, "You know, what's really cool about this thing is that, it, and it's creating tension in the world of women, is that it, he he cited this video of them getting out. Uh, I guess they were getting out of a car at a posh New York restaurant, and." Mm-hmm. The, the security guy got out, wanted to get out and open the door for her. And Travis said, no, I've got my lady. I'll take care of her. Thank you. And he claimed that women have been the, 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 the woman who wants to be protected, provided for the traditional feminine role is in conflict with what the feminist movement has told women that, no, that's not appropriate. You're weak if you do that. That's not right. You shouldn't do that. And well, and that maybe this is this is a return to traditional masculine and feminine roles. What say you? Maybe. And I, I will say this and, and I'm going to this is the last thing that I have to say about the Kelsey's. I have seen the way Travis Kelsey treats Taylor Swift, and I've seen the way Jason Kelsey, that, who is plays for the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, play, um, at, the way he treats his daughters. After every practice, there, there are videos of him before he goes home and changes and everything. He brings his daughters out onto the field, and he sits there exhausted from his own practice and chucks balls down the field for them, and they run and get them and come back and hug him, and it's the most adorable thing you've ever seen and i will Uh say this whatever else is going on in their lives they were raised right yep okay these are two boys who are out there doing the you know living the american dream playing football in the nfl and when the cameras are off they're treating their women and their kids exactly how they should yeah, and 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 I'll, to 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 expand on that, I loved it when Jason Kelsey, full of dad bod, out of oh, full yeah. joy, rips off his shirt and is just <laughs> loving the moment. I oh, thought it was great. That, that was great. That and was great. That that was uh, that was the America I remember and the family and women and men interactions I remember. All right. I mean, this is I the guy every- whose season is over. His season yeah. is over, and he's out there like that's my bro. You know. All right. It's great. Hey, thanks, Virginia. Great, great stuff. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. When we come back, Rob Carter weighs in on the goings on of the day. We have lots to talk about in a whole nother hour. Stay with us. 